Man, y'all are fired up today. Well, let's start this one out hot. Did you know that in the world, as of 2015, two out of three suicides in the world, mind you, are by men? Did you know that? You and I talk every single day. I'm going to kind of be looking over me on the YouTube. So I'm going to switch this a little bit so that you can see my face. Don't mind my TV and the stuff. I don't like that. I don't like that. We're just gonna we're just gonna move that back to where it was. It's fine. You guys get to move with me today. If you listen to audio only, you're probably grateful. Uh let's see. Move this over. Get myself actually situated now. But yeah, that's a crazy statistic. When you like sit and you think about it and you start to talk about it, two thirds in the world by men. And it's something we probably don't talk about a lot. We talk every day. We talk to friends, families, our partners, our kids. We talk at work. We talk at school or whatever we do. We are constantly using language in some form, some tone, diction, word choice. And how we say something and how we say some things are just as important what those words mean. With it being 2023, there's parts of language that aren't even used anymore like they were 10 years ago. New language is introduced. The kids say something and it's now common language. TikTok has us all in a vice grip. And whatever's trending on there is what we're saying in real life. So, And there's literal fights over language today. Like people will literally fight you if you don't say something the right way or a certain way. Where it's, you know, where it's PC, where it's tolerated, where it's supposed to be. And that's just what you said. But we're, we consciously, we consciously choose to use the language that will have the most impact we're no longer just talking, but we're communicating. So we kind of go there. So back to that statistic. If you ever notice a man struggling with mental illness, unemployment, social isolation, unable to maintain relationships, or a history of physical or sexual abuse, those are some of the biggest triggers. But did you know that suicide is the 12th leading cause of death in the United States? Next, men died by suicide 3.88 times more than women. 69.68% of suicides in 2020 were by white males, yet 93% of surveyed adults when asked think that suicide can be prevented in the United States. These are all statistics from the Americas for Suicide Prevention um, survey done in 2020. I could go on and on about suicide rates in the United States or any other country, but what does that have to do with communication? Well, it has everything to do with not communicating when needed. With a sample of 93% of people think that suicide can be prevented, that's 93%. Of that 93%, I challenge if they even know how to or what to do to talk about suicide, how to talk about it, what to say, or what they can even do. I promise, now that your eyes are open, you're paying attention, you woke up a little bit, uh, thank you for being here. You're, you're hearing those statistics, or you could be reading them, you could have already read them, you could have already known them. But many of whom will read this, and if you don't, I challenge you to look at the same eye-opening statistics for your country. Um, this is going to be the same. It's going to be very similar no matter where you're at, all over the United States and all over the world. It's going to be very similar, if not higher. First challenge, we're going to start this one off early today. 
Now, I just want you to remember, uh, just say it with me, it ain't weak to speak. That's it. Mental health matters just as much as physical health. It ain't weak to speak. Now, do you believe the words you just said? Some of you reading, maybe just said it or read it out loud to humor me or to follow the status quo, but why? Why don't you believe it? You're too proud, embarrassed, ashamed to speak up about your feelings? If a friend came to you and said they were struggling, wouldn't you likely, much like myself, sit down and listen? If there are someone, if you are there for someone when they need you or when they need or need you, I can guarantee they will be there for you the same way you were there for them. You may need to figure out who to talk to and why. Someone will listen to you, your problems and your issues, even if you have to pay that person or go that route. You feel like you don't want to talk because maybe you feel like you're a burden and you don't want to burden anyone else. My breaking news, this just in, you're not. You're not a burden. You aren't wasting someone else's time. And you, your problems, your dark thoughts are all valid. They happen. And you need and you should talk about them. Don't run. Don't hide. Face your demons, your traumas. Do it loudly or silently. Just at the end of the day, do it. Just do it. I mean, what's the worst thing that would happen? Is that you you do it? Um, or and you talk and you feel better and you don't feel like going down an extreme route. You know what I mean? Um, so what's wrong with it? You're, you go to the gym a lot probably. You probably work out. You probably take really good care of your body. Or taking care of your mind. Part of your body, right? You know, that was great. We could end right there. Seven minutes, quick and easy, wham, bam, all done. I would be okay with it. But why end when we didn't learn much about communication? As I alluded to in the beginning, now that you've learned or read a little bit about communication with yourself and owning up to the thoughts and voices inside of you that need to be dealt with, what about your family, your friends, and work? These are vital areas involving communication levels that change over time. Let's bring it outside the home. Let's talk about communicating within a work environment. It's 2023. No one's married to their jobs anymore. A lot of people really like their jobs. Some people would say they love their jobs and they really enjoy going to work every day. But no one's all in on their careers like, like they used to be. Well, maybe not no one, but fewer and fewer people. However, at work, you have to talk to clients, coworkers, peers, and associates and call, and call them whatever you need to, preferably by their name and their proper pronouns. But don't just think or judge. Sometimes you just have to listen. For me, while working in management over the last decade, I learned that people, A, they just want to be heard. That's it. People just want to be heard. And do they always go about it the best way to be heard? No, they don't. Because people suck and people don't know how to communicate their basic needs. Sometimes it just comes out in anger. Anger is a secondary emotion. Sometimes because emotions get the best of us. When someone comes at you angrily or upset, they likely have learned lean too far into that emotion again there there's an unmet need somewhere that's not being met all you can do to get through quicker stay water stay calm and listen because they they say what you need to hear within that blow up people always say whatever whenever you're listening to someone angry mad upset they're telling you their need within that blow up you just have to listen granted hard but 
stay water. The next thing I've learned is that B, people generally want to be accepted and respected for what they are and not judge. Don't bash someone for their pronouns, for their sexual, religious, racial, or ethnic orientations, because why does that matter to you? Why does them being one thing or another or being called a certain name or pronoun or identifying one way or another, why does it bother you? Why does it bother you? Does it need to? Do you have better things to do? Should your fucks be somewhere else that could be way more productive and beneficial to everyone? Yeah, they could be. But here you are, worrying about someone else. You should just be worrying about yourself. It shouldn't, and you should see them as a human being with value to add to the job, company, or someone else. It's not your place. So why waste the time and energy being negative, talking negatively, and judging? It serves you no value, damages you mentally and emotionally. And likely, they did nothing to deserve that judgment. They're probably a really good person. Just maybe go and talk to them. It's an amazing little circle. You give respect, you get respect. You get respect, you get respect. It's that simple. Now enough about work, because I can only think about work so much while writing and recording, because this is what I genuinely love doing, is writing and creating. Well, the thing I love even more is my girls and communicating with them. Listening to podcasts and being a podcaster, I listen to a lot of podcasts. One of my favorites, Joe Rogan. And he was talking about how he talks to his kids. And he said something along the lines of talking to them like an adult colleague you have nothing but the utmost respect for. My second challenge to you today is to adopt this mindset if you aren't already and show that level of respect to your kids. Granted, it's hard. I yelled at my kids today a couple times. Did it feel good? No. Was it effective? Probably not. Did it cause more of a meltdown? Absolutely. Did we have to take some space from each other and then calm down and then come back and talk about it later? Yeah, we did. Did I have to apologize? Yes, I did. Did we get past it? I think so. Pretty sure. Moved on. We played more, so, you know. But it's really interesting to learn about how kids learn. When a child is learning a different language, they often mimic, repeat what they hear, and learn different words in different areas of the home and the world to form their language. There's a really interesting TED Talk. I wish I knew the name of it off the top of my head, but there's basically, like, if I could describe it, they basically did, like, a study of the home and, like, where kids learn language within the home. And each of these places were the kitchen and what exactly, what words were formed in the kitchen, in the dining room, in the living room, in the bedroom, and so on and so forth. And just tracked their language development. It's a really cool TED Talk. I bet you could just search like language development kids TED Talk. It's really cool. It'll give you like a graph and stuff. Um, it's really awesome. But when a child, I mean, they learn all over the home. We should always communicate in ways that are respectful, kind, and with nothing but love toward our children. All a child wants is to be heard, loved, and feel like they're respected in their home. Remember, parents, you run the home and the children. The children don't run the home and you, despite how it might feel sometimes. So make sure you're creating an environment to where people are heard, loved, and feel like they're respected. Huh. This next part's not my favorite to talk about. But it's an area that we have to address. First off, first caveat here, tell you from the divorce guy. Let's learn from your mistakes. It's really not easy to go back and think about where you messed up, where you could have been better. So take it with a grain of salt. But again, take it from the divorce guy. When you're communicating with a partner, 
And you also please, again, remember I'm divorced, I'm single, and only talk to a very few limited amount of people in my circle. So the advice I give, please take it with a grain of salt. But I learned from my divorce about the areas I didn't communicate well and how I could have been better. Said one thing over something where I could have been better. Of course, hindsight's twenty twenty. Things in the past. I'm happy we're co-parents now while in a relationship. You got to realize you're not the only couple that fights, has issues, doesn't always see eye to eye, and where things aren't always sunshine, rainbows, and butterflies. However, it would help if you learn from the disagreements, arguments, and fights, and how to communicate through those together. I know it's easier said than done. It's easy for me to be divorced and single to say that to someone in the opposite situation. I get it. I get it. But also, make sure you ask yourself, is it worth fighting for? Is it worth fixing? Is it worth getting through this, coming on the other end? Is what's here more important than being right or proving that they're wrong? Is this issue so major that it's going to make or break us? Am I just being a jerk? Am I just trying to get my way? Am I just upset about something else and I'm not communicating what my actual need is? Am I overreacting? Honest questions and honest reflection that is so important in any relationship with your kids, with your partner, anyone. You really have to be able to take that step back to understand kind of where you're at, where they're at, where you guys might be at. Because it could be something really small. You could have said something. They could have took, taken it a different way than you meant it. And then there builds res resentment. And you don't talk about it. And things are hard. And you really want to get through it. But you're struggling because you feel like you've extended the hand as much as you could. And now... You don't want that person to drown and you want to, you don't want to lose something special that you have. Because it's not easy. Divorce isn't easy. It's not fun. It's not cool. It's not trendy. I 100% don't recommend it. Unless it's circumstantial, of course. But really you have to, you know, really think, is this worth it? Is it worth losing this and starting all over again? Is it worth giving up? There's something here. No one's perfect. I'm never going to have perfect. Maybe I have slightly better, but worse in some areas. But I do love this person. I do care about this person. I obviously do want a future with this person because I'm in a relationship with this person to have a future. Again, circumstantial, of course. But we have to have that moment of self-reflection and self-thought is, is it worth it to give it all up or is it better to talk through it and communicate my needs? So basically what I want to tell you is that I wish I would have done things different, will do things different to be better, indeed better, because that next woman I'm with deserve nothing but the absolute best from me much like your partner deserves nothing but the absolute best from you and in that life challenge three take it from the divorce guy that has learned 
from his mistakes and doesn't want to repeat them, try these few things I'm about to tell you. Four, four things here. I'm going to get through number four. We'll wrap it up. When you fight, argue, or disagree, take your space, calm down, come back together, sit down, talk about it. Talk about why you felt the way that you felt you did on the issue, explain why, and then the other does the same. You listen, you find the compromise, you find the middle ground, you forgive, and you grow together. The point is to fight and say everything, but then calm down and think about what you said, what they said, and then you come together and talk calmly. Talk about why, how you feel, and why, and apologize and truly forgive your partner. Number two, be transparent. You don't have anything to hide. Why would you want to hide your feelings, your emotions, your traumas, insecurities, and all other things from someone who genuinely loves you and cares about you on the deepest level? Does that make sense to you? When you feel triggered or upset or anything that's purely emotional reaction, stop, assess, and ask your partner to talk and open up. And don't be afraid to do so. This one honestly could be number one for me because it's something that I didn't do. I have a hard time doing and it truly does drive a wedge in between in your relationship. Number three, commit to being a team. Gents is likely at one point in time you were on a team, you had to communicate plays, counts, or something with your teammates. And you likely have a friend or two still to this day that was a teammate of yours at one point. Why not take the same commitment to a teammate and apply that to your relationship? When you commit to being a team, you engage on a deeper level and communicate even the small things you notice about the home, kids, and, each, and self to each other. You're committed to winning the relationship and making it work. Remember, teammates respect each other, build each other up, add the hype, and push each other to improve. Be the best teammate you absolutely can be. Number four. I love the number four. It's my favorite number, so you get four things I wish I'd done differently and will do differently in the future, and I'll continue to work on them. Learn to speak each other's love language. I'm a big proponent of love languages. I think it's huge and vital to a relationship to understand and know yours. You Google the five love languages quiz, take it, figure it out. Have a conversation with your partner and ask how you can speak their love language. Um, you know, there's five love languages. And learn how you can make them feel the most love. Personally, I like physical touch, cuddles, hand-holding, back rubs, thigh-touching, non-sexual touches like hugs, phrases. Also love quality time, spending time together and trying to be together and just be present. I'm okay and occasionally do, but do like word, what words of affirmation. I mean, come on, who doesn't? Compliment me, come on. However, I don't love gifts. I don't like acts of service because it's just not what makes, it makes me uncomfortable in those regards. Um, you know, don't expect your partner's love language to be the same or for them to know how to speak speak them to you learn theirs put effort into showing your love in a way that's most meaningful to them in addition if you feel like you aren't getting the love you need from your partner ask communicate tell them what you need how you need it and just don't assume they will do it because they should quote unquote should no because they, they probably don't know all right i offered you three challenges some excellent advice i might advise here Letting you know it is challenging to speak, go and get professional help if needed. There's no shame. You're not a burden. You aren't less for having any kind of mental illness or things that hold you back mentally. You're nothing less because of the issues that likely aren't your fault. Become the best version of yourself for those who love and rely on you to be so. Do it for them. And if you won't, start by doing it for you.